0: We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord. Welcome everybody to the Tilted Landshark Podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. What do we do? We talk AUDL. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, and I got with me Zach, Footskin fish of velo, joining me this week. How's it going, Zach? I'm all right. More to come on
1: that, by the way, guys. Um, yeah, don't let yeah, that throw you away, away from the pod. This. We're going to get uh, deep in
0: the weeds with this one, Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're we're in for a good one. Our regular season's over, and we got a uh, quite a special guest joining us for our final uh, regular season review. Uh, Four year vet from Philadelphia, uh, James Pollard, who's actually calling in from Wildwood, in New Jersey. So, thanks for taking the time. Uh, from that man, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. Let's go ahead. Let's let's talk about the uh, the win over Ottawa. I mean. Big game for you. You finished with five assists and a goal. You had the playoff spot pretty much locked up. So, what was the mindset going into that regular, final regular season game against the, uh, the best mustaches in the league? <laughs> um,
2: Really, like, we were pretty confident. Like, we knew we had, we had to take them seriously, but, like, they did have that game against D.C. the night before. So, we knew their legs wouldn't be there. Just wanted to play our game. And then it was, like, it was the last time we were going to play before D.C., so it was like our last time to get reps in to get that competition in so it was like making sure everything's nice and crisp and taking care of business so uh, we could uh have a nice warm up before our DC game basically.
1: Yeah, so you guys are going in to play DC. You all played them twice so far this year. Two one goal losses. We don't want to bring up any bad memories but I've we've talked on the show called you guys the unluckiest team in uh, the AEDL. I think five of your losses came by a combined six goals includes a two goal loss to New York two one goal loss to the DC how have you guys been able week in and week out recover from those kind of losses um they're pretty tough to get over aren't they
2: they're tough um I think it helped with the start of the season our coach Roger was not results based, but just like learning based and just like, all right, we lost the first one. It was tight. We can learn from it. We can grow. And that's really what you seen like. We've just gotten better and better each week, each game. We've made adjustments and that was really the thing. It wasn't like, all right, we got to get this win. We got to get X amount of wins. It was just like, all right, we got this win or we had this tight game. So we can learn from it and then make sure we're growing to the next one. And then, the results will eventually work in our favor.
0: So with with you guys actually making the, you know, making the playoffs, getting locked in this year, what's uh what's the energy in Philly like for uh for making the playoffs? Because I know when it comes to the sports hierarchy in Philadelphia, it's the Phoenix that followed by the Eagles, followed by the Seventy Sixers, and then whoever else, you know? You guys to me are at the top of the uh, top of the table.
2: Uh the energy's the energy's high. Um we're we, we were nice to be able to secure it early with that uh, win in Toronto, so we didn't have to. Like that would have been a tough, tough stretch to have to come back and win one of these last three to get in. So it was nice to have that one early to kind of be able to have these those last two games to like work on things and not have to necessarily worry about needing to win. But no, we're excited for the to be in the playoffs for the first time. The city's uh. So he's excited. We actually have a uh, party bus going down to take fans oh, from Philly shoot.
1: down
0: to DC. There you go.
1: Oh, I want to fly in, just get on that bus right there. Yeah, and I, I know Sp- <laughs> Philly sports fans are uh, a unique breed of sports fans. I can tell you that much. So a party bus going down the road to DC could be a uh, a can damn good time.
0: Tweet at Meek at Meek Mill. I swear, like if we're gonna have a party bus, we I feel like we have to have Meek Mill aboard it. Um, yeah. And so was that,
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, Philly sports fans, they're, they're crazy. They're, they're crazy. They give us good energy, though. We love them.
1: Good. They'll show strong. You
2: know, they'll, boo, they'll boo the opponents. They'll boo the refs.
1: So, with the, uh, you got your party bus going down to DC. You got the squad going down to DC. For the team, you guys have two weeks prepare for a playoff spot. What's the mindset now going up against D.C. after two close losses to them this year? Are you guys doing anything different going into this playoff weekend?
2: Uh, not different. We just got – we've got some things we know we're working on. Um, the guys – the D-line guys are hopping on a call tonight to figure out what their matchups are going to be. Might tweak some matchups around just – like mm-hmm. I said, just – progress just learning from it just gonna see what we can do I mean we're, we're right there in those games and at this point now it doesn't matter how many we win by or lose by we just gotta get that win so it's not like there could be a point diff situation now it's just a win or loss that's all that matters at this point
0: now let's talk about your like your personal performance this year because I mean, the leap that you've been able to make this year versus last year is notable. I mean, I, I think it was Ulti World had you uh, as, you know, one of their most improved players in the league, uh, plus minus going from 22 to 64, assists from 13 to 40, goals from 9 to 37. Uh, I mean, what, what do you attribute that that gigantic leap in production to?
2: Um, there's, a couple, there's a couple things. Um, switching from... D-line mainly last year to O-line this year. When Roger came in, he told me, he's like, yo, I want you I want you playing O-line this year. He wanted to help alleviate Greg Martin's uh, goals and not just have to force it to him because he had, like, 51 last year. Mm-hmm. And then our next highest was, like, the 20s, which was Mott. So he wanted to help alleviate some of that pressure from him. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, just playing in system. like, And you just been working – I mean I go work out all the time, I'm throwing a lot, and it's just a lot. The system that biggest one was just that switch playing O line this year. And then just them having the confidence in me to do do what they know I can do.
1: Nice. Okay, so let me ask you this real quick, as a personal reference. Do you prefer D line or do you prefer O line? Oh, oh man, it's tough.
2: Uh, AEDL, I might say O line club. I think still D line.
1: You're playing a uh, phantom this club year, right? Out of yes. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're on the O line right now. Yes. Okay. I personally, I my younger years, I went from D line, and then I started playing offense. Once I started playing more, man, I cannot go back. I am one of the <laughs> worst defenders. Yeah, <laughs> it's so lazy on the other end. It's so bad.
0: I remember one summer I ran my ass off and, like, got in the best shape of my life to play D-line. And I think that lasted, like, three points that tournament before they sent (laughs) the mask back to the O-line. No,
2: the defense on the AUDL field is a pain. It's so big. And, like, yeah, it's just too big. So, kind of like an O-line
1: for for Mm -hmm. the AUDL field. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get it. Isolating on a big field against some—I mean, some of the best athletes in the game—which is not an easy task. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this: in your career, and we're going to expand this from either AEDL to club or both. I want to know what your greatest moment or greatest game that you've ever played. It could be even an entire tournament if you want it to be.
2: Uh. Greatest game, pro. That's tough. Um, I've, I've really, I've really had like, I guess probably that Ottawa game this year where I was just throwing it up to Greg, <laughs> it was a really fun one. Um, a- after like, he got like one or two, he was like, he looked over at like me and Brandon Pastor and he was like, he's like, they don't have anyone like over six foot on their D line. We should just be crushing them deep all game. <laughs> And it just so happened that, like, we were getting, like, the one-on-one coverage, you know, that's, like, I train with him all the time, so I know where he can catch it. And it was just putting it up high so he could go up and make a play every time. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I – I'm the little guy that everyone just would have skied on on that D line. That's just, you know, you you got a teammate who I always notice as playing a lot bigger than he actually is. That you know he's like five eight, but he plays like six two. I'm five eight, but I played like I was like five eight and a half, five nine. So I kind of feel feel his vibe a little bit, you know. So outside of you know. Either within ultimate, outside of ultimate, do you have any athletes that you really feel like you you've modeled your game after? Is there anybody like from like football, basketball, or anything like that you feel like you've taken something from, or uh, either play, people that you've played against that you feel like you've, you've taken a little bit from?
2: Um, athlete, uh, ultimate players. Um, big one, especially early on, was like Marques Brownlee because he's mm-hmm. very similar body type, tall, lanky. D line was also pull also puller. Um and like that's a big thing like he's really good at using his like length on his throws and stepping out. So like definitely watched him a lot. Um and then just other athletes just all the main ones like Michael, LeBron, um t- Tiger Woods obviously. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I Yeah, those are probably the main ones.
0: And is is it that mindset that like that those guys all seem to have of just being, you know, in their mind, they are the most competitive people out there possible. And, you know, if you, you have to be that competitive, to be that successful.
2: Oh yeah. Um, especially as like a D line player, like you have to go into every matchup knowing you can win it no matter who it was. So like my rookie season being like a D two tall guy, like I'd be out there facing Ben yacht. Like, as a rookie, and it's like, I can't, yeah. I, have, I have nowhere to go, so I got to know I can win the matchup. Like, I know what I'm good at. Until right. he proves it against me that he can sky me or is faster than me, I'm going to play my style and then make adjustments down the road. So, when I when nice. I get on the line, now I know, I'm like, all right, no one out here can guard me. And then just See, go from huge. there.
1: See, that's the difference between my crew and yours. My first matchup was Matt Smith. <laughs> oh. And now I just stopped playing. I have a podcast, and now you're the guest star. Just keep playing your game, and now you're being interviewed for the podcast. Um, that's the big difference, right there. Do you have any other sports background be, uh, besides ultimate? I mean, it's rare that you have someone who just like grew up and played ultimate, right? No, Anything I was. Else that
2: you played? Uh, no, I actually was a tennis player. I started playing competitively in middle school. Okay. I actually went to I went to college on a partial scholarship for tennis at uh, Philadelphia university and initially joined the ultimate team to stay in shape for that. And then fell in love with it. So no, I was a, I was a, I was a high level tennis player. And then obviously played like basketball, baseball and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. This is our, our first tennis player crossover that we've got. So, yeah, that's, oh, wow. good, that's you, cool. I, I'm glad. Like, we have getting bored with the answers because it's usually like, yeah, like, <laughs> I soccer, played soccer and I ran cross country. Uh, <laughs> it seems to be everybody's answer, but I'll take tennis. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> were you able to take anything from tennis into ultimate?
2: Oh, all, all of it. Um, the throw, the throwing mechanics are very similar to hitting a forehand and backhand, um, especially okay. the weight transfer. Um, the conditioning, I think, is one underrated factor because you're playing a point then once the point ends you have like 20 to 30 seconds before the next ball is served so like going quick short burst and then you gotta be able to recover quick and then do it all over again for an hour and a half to two hours and then obviously Mm -hmm. the uh, footwork and agility
0: I literally never thought about that but yes there's so many similarities between because it's just I mean essentially it's just like you know balls to their side get ready to cut Cut, falls back to their yeah. side, cut. Yeah, that's wow. I had never thought about that. James, you know who Player Pierce is? Yeah.
1: Played Atlanta? Yeah. So he was around when I first started actually playing high level. He was a Chattanooga guy. And he actually taught me flicks because I always locked that elbow up. It's like, you ever watch tennis? Like, I watched a lot of tennis, like that forehand, loosen up that elbow. It's almost the same <laughs> mechanics. Like, I'm glad I have someone like you actually back that up because I try to tell people that and they look at me, but it's like, just keep that arm loose. So that's pretty awesome to actually hear that.
2: Yeah, no, I used to I used to have to hold the disc like vertically straight down because I used to turn over so much on my uh, mm-hmm. on my forehands.
1: Sweet. So you have an extra role outside of just playing for the ADL. You're also a player ambassador, and you're part of the inclusion initiative for the ADL. Do you want to expand on that? Give us a little uh, insight on oh. what that uh, that is.
2: Yeah, so, um, the player ambassadors is just, like, each team's got, like, two to three, um, and it's basically just, like, the quick communication between the league and the team, so, like, any, like, the surveys or anything that the league's trying to set up for all the players, like, run, they send it to us, and they're like, yo, can you just let your teammates know? They should expect yeah. an email from Matt Smith in, like, a day about this, um, they send us some stuff like any sponsorships they'll send it to us to we'll do videos and stuff like so like lasso lasso socks the gear they sent us socks and like do product videos yeah. stuff like that um greatest, greatest sent us all uh backpacks they sent us their like eight, eighteen 18 liter uh roll on the top. Oh. that's That's oh, wow. a video ambassador on the bottom so that was cool Surprise gift.
1: That's pretty awesome.
2: That that's really what the ambassadorship is just quick communication between the league and the players, and then just we're the active people act like that really want to see what the league's doing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then with the inclusion initiative, um, because our uh, one of the Phoenix co-owners, Christina Chung, helped set it up and started it. She's one of the co-chairs right now. So she asked me if I wanted to be on it when they started I told her yes. And we just, we're doing a lot. We're about to, we're about to set up a, uh, a, like a player fund. So like college teams or person can like request money. Um, basically it's like a scholarship type of thing for like discs, okay. is, like fly to a tournament and we'll have like various, uh, levels that people okay. can request for. Um, really just focusing on trying to grow the sport in like, uh, different communities, but while also like trying to highlight the players of color that are already in the, in the pro sport, Mm -hmm. uh, pro league already. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do both. That's pretty
0: awesome. Yeah. Very very cool. Very cool. So last question for you, let's have some fun here. All right. What rule change do you want to see in the (laughs) AUDL? I would like to see points for good heckles personally. (laughs) Well, <laughs> for good. How would that one work though? Uh you would have a, you would have three judges, uh all it would be like <laughs> a dunk dunk contest a little bit, except you'd have one, you'd probably have a Russian judge who didn't like anything would always give it a one. But uh you know, three judges. The bad Ooh, that's right. His mom does suck. You are correct. <laughs> 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 um the
2: the one I, the one that goes around a lot is the two point line. I don't I don't know about that one. Uh could be interesting. Um, shot clock could be a uh interesting one. Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: 'cause right now, like like yeah, you may not want all the buzzer beaters all the time, but like make it like forty five seconds or something per possession. That could be interesting.
1: Yeah. Can't imagine uh, uh all these teams that play zone all of a sudden. <laughs> Just so you got to only move it to half field in 45 seconds. Yeah. I mean, if you call for more buzzer beaters that way, that will be a lot more exciting too.
2: Yeah. Um, I've heard – I just heard this one. Someone, like, doing, like, a backcourt line. Like, once you cross, like, the 50, you can't, like, dump it backwards anymore or, like, go past the 50. I was like, that would be interesting.
0: All right. Well, I I think that wraps up all the questions that we had for James Pollard of the Philadelphia Phoenix. uh, Thanks a lot for coming by. Uh, I mean, and like I said, you're one of our favorite players to watch. So really appreciate you uh, taking the time to to join us and, uh, you know, give us a high quality interview, too. We've had other bums on just Nothing. It's like talking to a brick wall. Not with James Pollard.
2: (laughs) No, I appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, thank you for having
0: me. All right. Thanks. Of course. And good luck, good luck against DC. I know you guys yeah, are chomping at the chomping at the bit to get another chance at them. Oh yeah. All right, we are going to get a quick word in from our sponsors here on the Tilted Land Shark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will be right back. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. Customers who bet one hundred dollars get a one hundred dollar free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. will play through WinBet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome back to the Tilted Shark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, week 14 is in the books. We are on to the playoffs after we've got a little, little week off, a little respite to to get everybody's legs back from under them so we get some high-quality yeah. ultimate. Uh, so, without any further ado, let's take a look back, see how we did week 14. Starting in the East, we had Ottawa versus D.C., uh DC handled biz, man. Uh they get the seven yeah. point dub 24 17. Uh game goes uh under uh and the uh five and a half easily covered here. Yeah, five and a half
1: covered by DC. Uh I think we're on opposite sides of that and opposite we sides of the total. So we, we both were. went one to one, but just yep, you know, we lose money there. Um <coughs> yeah, Ottawa was kind of with them. They stopped scoring in the second half, they only had like six goals um dc 11 blocks 12 turnovers it's always good to see that blocks and turnovers around the same that uh, shows good for the winning team and yeah they're so we talked to james we talked about how they gotta get ready for dc dc's defense is on a tear right now james and company on that offensive line have a have quite a challenge ahead of them dc has recorded 13 to 14 blocks per game in the last four games which is a crazy amount. They're going to go against some tougher talent here in a couple of weeks, but that, that DC defense is what I expected them to be in the beginning of the season. They're actually starting to pick it up now and uh, looking very
0: good. All right. So the second half of this, we had Ottawa in the second half that are back to back. They had to deal with our, with our guest today, Mr. James Pollard, uh, where things were pretty well shut down. Philadelphia gets the 25, 19. They cover that four and a half point spread. And the game goes over this time. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this week. uh, I I sent a message to Zach on Saturday night. And I was like, I don't think I got anything right this weekend. But apparently I got the got the Philly minus uh, minus four and a half. Right. That was a that was about it. There wasn't a whole lot of bright spots for me.
1: You'd be shocked. Actually, I went through and tell it all. You went five and two on totals this past weekend.
0: Well, I mean, I'm totals Jesus.
1: I mean, we've talked about totals Yeah, (laughs) yeah. this past week, I went 7-4 and on the spread, and then you went 5-2 and on totals. You know, do a little mix and match a la carte. Pick what you want. You got some winners on your hands. Um, We we divide and conquer. That's what we do. That's what we do. We'll uh, have to focus on what we're good at here. But we talked to James. We talked about his game. But along with that, Sean Mott, 7 assists. Greg Martin, 6 goals. Easy cover for Philly. Um, I think we saw this coming. Ottawa trying to cross the border, thinking they could – handle some american teams but that wasn't the case so yeah that was a pretty easy one for philly never out of the question
0: all right moving to the central we had our grand mark one of our grand marquee games probably the grandest of them all just due to the uh the weight of this one uh it was chicago going to madison to take on the sadicals the sadicals i'd say after this game uh chicago was a three and a half point favorite uh they get the dub 21 15 hey big i again give, i've given madison a good amount of grief during the season i'll tell you what they were balls out this entire game they played their hearts out they hung with chicago about as long as they could and they were just a little mm-hmm. bit just a little bit overmatched uh i mean at the end of the first half, it sure looked like they had a chance. They even had a Callahan to tie it at 11 uh, early in the second half. Um, but Chicago just just put them away late, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it was
1: <coughs> – I was following this game. I think we are both on Madison plus three and a half. At least I was. You're on the money line. Um, yeah. Which, you know, there wasn't a, a bad bet. And here's the thing, Chicago in the first half, they were getting their turnovers. I don't think I wrote down how many turnovers Madison had in the first half in this one. Um, but Chicago struggled to convert those breaks. And then the third quarter, they have four breaks. They outscored Madison 6-2. to two. Four of those six came off breaks. I think Chicago kind of woke up a bit. Yeah, it's kind of a disappointing end to Madison's season. They had some hope. They needed this win right here. They knew Indy was in a tough spot going down to Atlanta. And they were with them. That whole first half, they were with them, and it was looking good. And, yeah, it just kind of fell apart for them towards the end. They turned wow. into that team that we couldn't figure out. That second half hit, they turned into that team that was like, who is even Madison right now? So
0: Right, right. So – chicago they were on a back-to-back and they got to have their cupcake for for dessert when they took on the detroit mechanics uh the spread here this was a one that they were late to get up but uh, chicago was a 13 point favorite i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i kind of thought that number should have been bigger uh (laughs) because they actually covered that 13 they get the win 33 to 18 uh yeah just a little just a nice little i guess glorified scrimmage uh before before the playoffs is kind of what it seems like no offense to the mechanics but you know what you are at this point
1: um man so something fun that came out of this game and we'll talk about colorado portland is that both those teams i think it was chicago so the way the tiebreaker works in the adl is if you have the same record it goes into point diff. Uh, if you're not if you haven't played each other like chicago and colorado it goes into total point diff. And going into this final set of games, Chicago had a 48 plus minus, Colorado a 47. Chicago playing Detroit, Colorado playing Portland, two of the worst teams in the AADL. So we're like, all right, who can outscore their opponent the most? Chicago wins 33 to 18, outscores them by 15. Um, and we'll get to the other game in the West at this point. Like, oh, Chicago kind of locked up that see. There's no way. Colorado's going to outscore Portland by 16, right? But
0: uh, yeah. yeah, we'll uh, yeah will
1: get to that in a couple games.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, <laughs> moving on in the Central. Uh, last game of in the Central of the season, we had Detroit taking on Minnesota. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota was the eight and a half point favorite. Oh, good lord, um, that mm-hmm. number was way too small uh, because. The windshield got the nineteen-point dub, twenty-eight to nine against Detroit. Uh, I mean, how much fuck it is in your system if you're a Detroit mechanic with an X uh, at this point?
1: Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. There was a play in yesterday's game between Detroit and Minnesota where it was super, super windy. By the way, the under was a walk. As you saw in the first quarter, it was so when It was like 3 1, about to go in the end of the first quarter. Chicago or Minnesota upwind flick that goes short. And so this guy catches it and greatest midfield, Tomahawk, or not Tomahawk, chicken wings are pretty much, I think. Kind of a, yeah, Yeah, kind of overhand chicken wing. And then it's still not going to the end zone. So Detroit's like, all right, end of the quarter. Minnesota guy, next guy down the line, jumps, maxes into the end zone. Only for Minnesota, not for a clean catch, for Minnesota to get a layout grab in the end zone to go up 4-1 at the end of the first quarter. That is probably the most Detroit thing that happened to Detroit um, that, you know, kind of ends their season. And I've read this tweet from Evan Lepler, who's the voice of the ADL, kind of like the most like mm-hmm. morbid tweet ever. And here it is. Well, that's 62 in a row for Detroit Mechanics, 62 losses, as they complete their fourth straight win this season. Likely, their next chance to win, assuming they remain in the league, <laughs> will be Saturday, April 29, 2023, when it will be exactly six years since their last victory. <laughs> that is the I, Mona Lisa. Ow, tweet. <laughs> dude.
0: Jesus. God, wow. spoonful of sugar, my man. Somewhere if in, they that remain tweet. in the league. If they oof oof,
1: um, oof oof. I gotta I gotta give it to uh we had Coach Najee from Austin on here talk about his top five runs. He threw Detroit in that list, and I believe it. I think yeah. if he could still be a team after four one of the seasons, still remain like a an ADL franchise, kudos to you. We'll see what happens this offseason, but Yeah, that's tough. 62 straight losses.
0: All right. So moving on to the West, Uh, I had big grandiose plans for the Portland Nitro this week. I was a damn fool. I say a damn fool. Uh, Let's start with their first game and that back to back. They went to Salt Lake to take on the shred. Shred race, seven and a half point favorite. I think they got it. Uh, Ended up going 32 to 16. Salt Lake gets the dub just Portland nowhere to be seen in this one, pretty much. Yeah. uh, There was at one point they were down like 12, 13 to 1, I believe. It
1: was 10-1 at the end of the first quarter. Um, 10-1 at the end of the first quarter. Portland only gets five blocks and turns the disc over 38 times. And we will talk about another team who turned it over more somehow. Uh, Chad Jorgensen, eight assists. Leandro Marks, five assists, seven goals. Um, And we'll talk about his game against Colorado but Landry Marks had himself a weekend which uh put him up in the milestone yeah. uh, category so we'll talk more about that but yeah this Salt Lake it's a good right spot for them to get their offense rolling again before they have to take on San Diego in a couple weeks
0: Yep, neck net crack game uh so yeah. we had Portland taking on Colorado uh Colorado was the seven and a half point favorite again once again the team playing against Portland way exceeds expectations uh they get the 34 to 18 dub
1: yeah uh we talked about in the Chicago game there's no way Colorado could win by 16 or more points what do they do they win by 16 points now I'm going through should have done this pre-show but real quick do they like, add on the pat the points because they knew they had to get that for the second seed? I'm not sure. I'm
0: not sure. I didn't get to see much of it.
1: They were up 34-16. They were up 18 with a minute 46 left, and they get broken. So they get 34-17 with a minute left, and their offense gets broken, which kind of puts them at the uh, tiebreaker with Chicago. So that's kind of a Bummer way to go out for Colorado there. I don't know how the tiebreaker works. Um for you know two teams that never played each other and their point diff is the same. Sure. But yeah. Uh sure, sure we'll find out somehow. Yeah, we'll in a few weeks if one of them makes it to if both of them make it to Madison.
0: Alright, so Continuing on in the West, we had Oakland on their back-to-back heading into LA to take on the Aviators. They were a two and a half point favorite. They get edged out by one point. Let's go, Aviators!
1: That's a what a way to close out the season for a team that
0: yeah, a a a team that I liked who didn't really pan out. But you know what? They still got their (coughs) their their handful of good dubs this year, uh, including one against a team that who I think is going to be something next year. uh, The Oakland Spiders. So yeah uh, yeah 25 24 uh they definitely uh definitely cover the two and a half or sorry los angeles definitely covers the two and a half and uh then it's a 41 and a half point total no problem there either
1: yeah the over is something we nailed it went into overtime um the over hit what 49 they scored three four goals in overtime so the over was going to hit regardless plus 230 winner for la which is our biggest do- our only dog i think to win this week um yeah, it was just a back-and-forth game. And uh, some of those points in overtime took quite a bit. I think L.A. holds then gets a break. And, I mean, at that point, late in the overtime, it's kind of hard to come back from that. So, Marcel Osborne, your guy, who you talked about preseason,
0: mm-hmm. seven goals for the L.A. Aviators. It's a big week. Huge. That is a big week. I will to say, Marcel, man, just, you know, all I got to say, sir, as soon as I find the clip, <laughs> you look good. Right. You look good. There it is. There it is. Could I go back, folks, and edit out that little bumble beforehand? I could, cool but enough. I'm not going to because we're here. We show you all the words. So this shows raw. Yes, raw like sushi, baby. All right, moving on. We had Oakland taking on San Diego, and I thought this might be a little upset spot for Oakland. I was terribly wrong uh san diego gets the 24 18 victory they covered the three uh and uh they are on the over 41 and a half points listen oakland it was a good finish to the season for you you're a good team i know you went out zero two but i expect a whole lot out of you next year as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be a gangster and you're gonna be a capo i swear
1: yeah, that's a tough spot for Oakland to end it on a road trip like that down to beautiful Southern California. Uh, San Diego gets to the cover. They finished 9-3 San Diego with a plus minus of 17. Um, they, I think they got blown out once, but, man, too many close wins. They're like the opposite of Philadelphia pretty much. Uh, but Travis Dunn, who's been going off for San Diego these last few weeks, seven assists, three goals. Um, Oakland kind of kept pace with them in the second half. Uh, they would have, you know, just only counted the second half. It's a tie game going to overtime. But yeah, tough spot to be on the road like that to end the season.
0: All right, now we head to the south. Uh, this this is like the it felt like the first domino kind of game when we had Tampa Bay taking on Austin. If Austin handles business, then they are in the playoffs. And the the Indianapolis and Atlanta game doesn't mean doesn't mean quite as much. Uh, and also the Chicago Madison game doesn't really have as much impact on Indy, and there's all sorts of things. I've talked to myself in circles, so let's just go ahead and talk about the game we were actually talking about, which was Tampa Bay and Austin. Hell, yeah, I told I told you I, I had a little conversation with who I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling Soul Brother Number One, Coach Steve Naji, uh, who said that they are laser focused on playing every single point in this game, and uh, apparently he was not bullshitting because they got the the big dub against Tampa Bay, <laughs> 32-10.
1: Yeah, and they got, what is it, 20, man, I lost it, right here, 20 blocks from Austin Soul, which is tied most in the season for any team, 43 turnovers from Tampa Bay, which is tied most for any team this year, 22 breaks from Austin, so yeah, they just had their way, I think Tampa was not ready for this, uh, and yeah you i almost i was really considering tampa plus eight and a half just as like a austin can't get up spot but man was i wrong and man am i glad i listened to you flipping my yeah. mind on that yeah that's right man it's what
0: i do it is what i do
1: <laughs> that's what i do <laughs>
0: Now we have basically which has turned into like a consolation game, just a really good high-powered scrimmage, uh, Indianapolis and Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta essentially uh, eliminated the, the night before by Austin whenever they get the big victory against Tampa Bay. So they're just playing for pride, and sometimes pride is all you need because they get the 23-21 victory over the Alley Cats.
1: Yeah, and Alley Cats get the uh, three-and-a-half goal uh, cover. If anyone bet the Alley Cat. The line showed up Saturday morning, which is kind of stupid. I don't like that. I don't know what they're probably waiting for the result of the Austin-Tampa game. Sure, sure. Just in case, maybe. Uh, I don't think it changed much. I'm sure if Madison would have beat Chicago and Austin would have lost, the line probably would not have changed at all. Uh but that being said, yeah, it was a good game. Um, I think early Indy struggled to get points on the board. They made it a game. Um Austin Taylor with five assists. You know, our friend Fletcher, who was on the show last week, got himself a goal and got himself a block. So he was able to do a little uh stat padding there against his old team. But yeah, Indy, even with the loss, have to get ready here in a couple of weeks to take on Minnesota. Atlanta, one of their key defensive players, uh all time block leader Kelvin Williams announced his retirement from the AEDL. People actually do that in a semi-professional league. Still a really cool moment. I got to play. He was my captain when I played on hustle. Great guy. So shout out to Kelvin. Awesome career. Good for you. Um stinks you're not going out in the playoff season, but you're going out on a dub, which is you know
0: the second yeah. best thing, I think. Yeah. There we go. They just need more teams in the South. What they need to do is they need to move the yes. mechanics to little rock. And then we can have, we have another it, team in the South.
1: Little rock. Sure. Um, I was actually thinking about this. I was going to tell flesh this. I think Birmingham will be a great city to have an AEDL team.
0: Hey, they show that they, they can support the entire USFL this year. So
1: yeah. Why not? And right? the world games. They've got and, some yeah. good ultimate Huntsville, Birmingham, Mississippi, Louisiana, I I think Birmingham needs to get a team.
0: Commissioner yep. Steve
1: Hall, if you're listening.
0: Or Little Rock. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, hey, moving you, on. Give it to Little Rock. Yeah, yeah, we got a, ah. we got an entire stadium that needs to be used. All right, so we've got Tampa Bay and Dallas to end in the South here. Uh, Dallas, the Lesions, they get their 24-18 dub and cover the one-and-a-half point spread against Tampa Bay. I believe I was on Tampa Bay on the money line here, which was dumb apparently so zach how'd this game play out
1: yeah i i've been oddly high on dallas these last few weeks i think ever since i watched them in that atlanta game um but they get the cover i think i was on dallas minus one and a half kevin richardson with four assists uh yeah i so here's my hot take after what happened towards the end of the season i would put dallas in a tier with all the canadian teams i think Tampa, Detroit, and Portland are the worst teams in the ADL. I think Dallas is a sub-tier just above that with Ottawa and Montreal. Maybe Toronto. Toronto, Montreal maybe a little above that, but I think Dallas is uh, better than those three teams. I think
0: they're not one of the bottom three teams. I don't know what to think. I'm not sure if Portland fits there, but at the same time, I don't know. It's like – it's like they were really strong and healthy at the beginning of the season, and then they all got like a fucking tapeworm and yeah, got missed, like a, emaciated. And you know, no
1: idea what happened. I, hopefully, a cameraman was following that team around. We've got a documentary out of it. Yeah, you know, the big what if. Also, I forgot to mention this Leandro Marks 50 goals, 50 assists. Only the sixth player in ADL history to do that. There is, I forgot ex- to bring that up.
0: There are some really great tweets uh, of Lee. You know, the-, the shades are off for Leandra Marks uh, coming through, coming through this weekend uh, that I also appreciated quite a bit. That is it. That wraps up week week fourteen. We've got a little week layoff before we uh, we hit the playoffs next week. But as is tradition, Zach and I are going to power rank some shit. But we're going to hit a quick break before we do that. We'll be right back with more Tilted Land Shark brought to you by the sports Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually vis- invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's com slash SGP. Do you ever get tired going from site to site, from book to book, Chasing down the best odds or chasing down the best promos? Well, you can stop doing that. Why? Because of Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also comp- compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sportsbook to sportsbook to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Listen, they got all sorts of cool features. You got handicapping, play-by-play updates, live score, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather, all the information you could possibly need. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue Odds Trader, it's the number one site for all your game day bets welcome everybody back to the tilted land shark podcast brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network god 14 weeks we just did the damn thing all 14 weeks i can't wait to just put out the banger podcast for the for the playoffs and into the off season because we ain't stopping when the season wraps up we'll have more to talk about year round you're stuck with us guys congrats that's right. So we're going to win the mega millions, but you got a free podcast from us or the mega billion. Uh, yeah, yeah that's a uh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe that. Thing got so big. <laughs> um, so Zach had a good idea on the fly, which was top three hype songs to get you fired up to do anything in life. Essentially. It doesn't, it could be play ultimate, which uh, I used to have my own, my own ultimate hype mix the, you know, back in the day. Uh, but you know, these are just my, my life hype songs. So, yeah. Zach, since you came up with the idea, what's your number three?
1: Yeah, before I do this, I have to disclose something. Uh, life hype is a good idea. Something I like bob my head and get some energy to. This is what I wrote down. But typically when I play Ultimate, it's never hype music, but it's focused music. And call me a weirdo. I could uh, fuck with some jazz music before I go out and play ultimate. Don't know how I do it. It's like a focusing thing.
0: I do that when I work out too. It just I mean, keeps me zoned in. As someone who enjoyed mushrooms before playing ultimate, I can understand it because, you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have any bounds. It's a real, you know, it's a, it's a four dimensional music for a four dimensional sport. You know, you know what I'm saying? There it is. Yeah. Uh, so j- as for music that can get us going through a brick wall, I think we have
1: different genres in mind here. So for my number three, I'll say you have uh, no fucking clue what I'm coming at you with, sir. Probably not. You I've told you about this idea and you're like, you're ready to drop some surprises on this. So for my number three, tie your mother down by Queen. Um, if you listen listen to the album version of this song, it's kind of like a slow, like a guitar solo. And then it just blasts into this guitar riff, add in the drums. And before you know, your whole body is shaken to the music. And yeah. Freddie Mercury singing that he wants to tie your mother down. I mean, come on. It's like, Freddie, just,
0: it's yeah. you, Freddie. Go for it. In, in hindsight, he really meant he wanted to tie your dad down um, when we think about it. But <laughs> hey, man, teach their own. We don't care. He, we don't judge. He was a,
1: a natural marketer. He was going for a wider yeah. range of audience. That's success. right.
0: That's right. There is nothing wrong with it. Let's go. No. I'm going. I'm actually kind of surprised you said something like that because uh, this, this one actually kind of maybe falls into the same sort of ter- territory. Uh, my number three Tusk by Fleetwood Mac.
1: Ooh. Boom.
0: Oh man. That shit gets me hype. It starts off all slow with the drum. Boom. You can see, I can't drum, but yeah, you know, and then, Man when the horns hit from the USC marching band. Yes. Plus the Arkansas band plays it too, which gets me always fired up. Cause you know, we have a big hog named Tusk as our, as our mascot. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, that was my number three. Don't say that you love me. Yeah, dude. Give me Tusk all day. I get fired up with Tusk.
1: All right. My number two, another classic rock song from Rush. Live version, one little victory. This song was actually on repeat when I played Pop Warner football. So you know, back when I was a kid playing football, this song was on repeat. Uh, if you guys don't know Rush, one of the greatest drummers. You don't ever. know Rush? Pick up twenty one twelve, damn it! <laughs> you could pick up so much, but this, yeah, the the intro to this song, the live version, you you got Neil Pert hitting a triplet on the bass drum, hitting some crash cymbals. The intro drum solo is just phenomenal, and it gets you going. Um, I can
0: just imagine Pop Warner U with, like, a rat tail. <laughs> Dude, I was, like, Rush. one of the <laughs>
1: – I'm a scrawny kid now, but back when I played Pop Warner by weight division, I was actually, like, okay. one of the bigger kids. I was playing linebacker and tight end.
0: Oh, Jesus. Which really? is wow. hard to think about. <laughs> yeah. A little bit surprising. I like it. I like it. Uh, Rush. Everyone loves Rush. Uh, this one – okay, this one is probably more uh, – you know more predictable uh from my standpoint which is it's the re-up gang it's the re-up gang intro from volume four we got it for cheap where it's just i don't know it's got pusher t talking at the beginning of it it's like you know this is for my people out there who know and their heart of hearts that they got more money than everybody else in the fucking city the lion's cages have been open Yes. Yes, sir. That gets me fired up. That gets me ready to go. And then it goes straight in a million dollar corner. Oh, hell yes. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. Oh, hell yes.
1: Dude, you're about to go right now Marsha.
0: Oh, God. I just I mean, Lord Jesus. I'm a Yeah, um, me. I'm going to use my my ingrown toenail toe to just kick a hole in the wall to exit this room afterwards. Just thinking about the re-up gang <laughs> intro from we got it from Sheep <laughs> volume four.
1: Oh, we never told the audience about this whole foot thing, um, but whatever. Next episode. Number yep. one, right? What Number What are one. the rules on playing music on our podcast?
0: Uh, probably don't do it. Ah, um, damn it. We don't want to get pulled out for copyright. Yeah.
1: So. Okay. Number one, the Top Gun theme song. Not Danger Zone, but the intro Every when all the jets take. are taken off in the aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guitar, yeah, yeah. it's a slow 80s drum beat, and the guitar wow. Yeah. It was as stupid okay. as shit. We had uh, our training camp for Tanasi, and Saturday night we went to go watch Maverick as a team. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God, I love that movie. So the next morning, one of our teammates comes in with a speaker. And starts playing that song as we're all cleaning up and throwing and stuff. I shit you not, I got chills. <laughs> I literally <laughs> got
0: chills. Well, that was funny. I was like, oh no, this song is going
1: up as a hype song.
0: All right, my number one cannot be is cannot be defeated strategically. Cannot be defeated strategically. My number one, Rich Girl by Holland Oates. Oh yes. Rich girl is a double-edged sword. You know why? Let me if hear it. If you beat the guy whose hype song is rich girl, eh, you just beat the guy whose hype song is rich girl. However, if you get beaten by the guy whose hype song is rich girl, you got beat by the guy whose hype song is rich girl, son. What? Yes. And plus, I don't know. Yeah, there's a part that has me just – We're both yeah. bobbing our head for yeah. those who can't see. It's a bitch <laughs> We're girl. We're playing it right now. It is a bitch girl yes yes rich girl holland oats i used uh, yeah i used to play with a kickball team named ballin oats we would we would <laughs> pump rich girl also
1: real quick number one in your mention, heart rich
0: girl to all my
1: uh tenacity guys who are listening thank god i'm a country boy is an honorary mention as a hype song uh i'm gonna if you it want to throw an honorary mention throw it in there but i'm going to just put you into this context Picture you're in a tournament not in the South and you're playing against this team out of Tennessee, and they all roll in playing John Denver's Thank God I'm a Country Boy. And then yeah. you just get your ass kicked the following game. I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome. So that's an honorary mention.
0: So uh, it's an honorary mention that probably no one's ever heard of. It's a song called Guillotine by Buddy.
1: Yeah, no, that's over my head. You know, you'll
0: have to you'll have to look it up. It's it's a good one. You know, no, pull up in pull up in a limousine looking like a guillotine. Yeah, so sharp Ooh. it'll just cut your head off, son.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to look
0: that up. Listen to that one on my way to work tomorrow. That's um, right. While while he's pulling it up, I will go ahead. I'll start saying goodbye. That was our our power rankings, our top three hype songs. Um, some of you are probably very confused after <laughs> hearing that. You've got a lot of questions of people. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks for sticking, thanks for sticking around. around. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> that is it for us on the Tilted Land Short pod- Podcast. Big thanks again to James Pollard uh, yes. for, for joining us. Good luck to him and his matchup against DC. Zach, you got any parting words?
1: Uh, follow me on Twitter. I need – I need I don't need friends. Fuck, I got enough friends. I want followers, though. I need a brand. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Z underscore Avello. Uh,
0: have some fun. Shoot the shit. You give the get, you give the man one opportunity to say hammer, or you're nothing, and he misses it. We're out, folks. Whoops. We'll talk, to Zach. We'll talk about Zach about finding you know, getting in the right spot here, but damn it, it's done. We're out. See you later.